Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. For drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for the 1st of June, 2011, and now the news. Car sales in the American market slowed down dramatically in May. J.D. Power forecasts that the SAR rate will come in at only 11.5 million units. It had been running at 13 million. Now the question is, what's causing the slowdown? Is it higher gasoline prices, a slowing economy, the continuing housing crisis, or a loss of consumer confidence? Or is it simply a matter of a shortage of Japanese brand cars? Automakers will start reporting May sales tomorrow, and that will give us a clearer picture. And one thing to be on the lookout for, TrueCar.com predicts that Hyundai Kia will outsell Toyota Lexus, and that would be a big wow. India is starting to turn into one red-hot automotive market. Sales there are sizzling. So who are the major players? J.D. Power just compiled this top 10 list, and the rankings may surprise you. So far this year, the top seller is Suzuki, which has teamed up with Indian automaker Maruti and sells more cars in India than the other top nine automakers put together. Second place, by another wide margin, goes to the Hyundai Group. Then there's a very tight pack, VW, GM, Toyota, and Ford. Then there's a big drop-off to Honda and the Renault-Nissan Group, while Fiat and BMW trail well behind. Sales in India are well behind China, but with a population that's expected to surpass China, India has the potential to become the second largest car market in the world in about another decade or two. The delivery company, UPS, is testing a fleet of lightweight trucks across the country. The trucks, called the CV23 prototype, use composite body panels, which reduce the weight of the truck by 1,000 pounds compared to its normal delivery trucks. Powering the prototypes is a four-cylinder diesel made by Isuzu, mated to a six-speed automatic from Ison. The goal is to see if the package can deliver a 40% improvement in fuel economy. UPS is testing five vehicles in five cities across the United States until the end of this year in order to see how it works in different conditions. Speaking of fuel economy, Ford's CEO, Alan Mulally, is in Washington, D.C., lobbying Congress to adopt one fuel standard for the entire country. He's saying that because California is considering writing its own rules starting in 2017, which could be adopted by other states. Ford and other automakers would like to avoid a patchwork of different fuel standards and instead have just one standard for the entire U.S. No more Chryslers in Europe, at least not with the Chrysler brand name on them, that is. Fiat decided to dump the brand in Europe and slap Lancia badges on them instead. Marchionne and company say they can't afford to support two different brands, so they're going with one. Bloomberg reports that Paolo Mazzali, an Italian car dealer who specializes in selling Chryslers, calls them emotional vehicles, equating them to Harley-Davidson motorcycles. Audi, along with Seat, Skoda, and V-Dub, is celebrating its annual enthusiast gathering at Wörthersee in Austria. 
To mark the 30th anniversary of the occasion, which runs from today until June 4, the company is unveiling a new show car. The A1 Club Sport Quattro is a racy-looking B car. It features a 2.5-liter turbocharged 5-cylinder engine that delivers a walloping 503 horsepower. Even with all-wheel drive on board, this thing is a featherweight by today's standards, tipping the scales at just a hair more than 3,000 pounds. Zero to 60 should take a mere 3.7 seconds. Beyond raw performance, the car also showcases the latest accessories Audi's offering for the A1, which includes a lineup of body decals as well as interior and exterior trim add-ons. Hey, can a guy catch a break? After his limousine ran aground in Ireland, President Obama traveled to London where the city's Department of Transportation is charging a congestion fee to each of the 20 vehicles in his motorcade. According to the AFP, the 10-pound fee, that's about 16 bucks, is charged to all vehicles traveling at peak times in central London with no group discounts, not even for the leader of the free world. Some embassies in London, including the American one, have complained of the charge, saying it amounts to a tax from which they should be exempt. The city says it's owed 51 million pounds, that's about 83 million dollars, by various diplomats who have objected to the fee. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Lex saw our report that the next generation Chevy Impala will be built in Detroit, and he wonders, do you have any clues as to what changes we can expect in the new Impala? Will it be a version of the Holden vehicle? And when can we expect to see the Holden slash Chevy Caprice police cruiser in the USA? Lex, I don't think we're going to see huge changes, because remember, the Impala is mainly a fleet vehicle. Last month, Chevy sold 21,000 Impalas, but only 5,000 of them were retail sales. The rest were fleet. So GM is not going to pour all kinds of investment and technology into what's essentially a fleet car. That would suggest no Holden-based Impala. As to the Holden-based Caprice Police Cruiser, we ought to see it pretty soon. All kinds of police departments are testing the car, and when they're ready to buy, Chevy will be ready to sell. G.A. Brannigan says, okay, Chevy will be selling diesels here in the USA? In what vehicles? How about compact trucks? Since you seem to know, John, how about sharing this info? Inquiring minds want to know. G.A. word leaked out earlier this year that Chevy could put a diesel in the cruise, and while GM will not confirm it, they haven't denied it either. As to putting a diesel in its compact pickups, that would make a lot of sense. But I wouldn't expect to see it for about another four years. Pavilion 1985 saw the most recent Autoline Detroit show on labor issues and says, Great episode. Do we have any idea as to what percentage of transplant workers would be open to unionization? Pavilion? Very few of them. The UAW has tried organizing Honda and Nissan for nearly 30 years, and it got nowhere. I don't see why things are going to change this time. Mr. Avalanche 2004 saw the report on the different type of car horns used around the world and says, I think they should bring back the old Auga horn. Well, here you go. 
JJPG knows that we're going to give away autographed copies of Bob Lutz's new book, Car Guys vs. Bean Counters, and he knows that the way to win one is to send a letter or email to your local public television station asking them to carry Autoline Detroit. He says, sent an email to KCTS here in Seattle, love the show, and I hope it will be picked up in more areas. Good move, JJPG, and anyone can enter the contest by going to bit.ly slash Autoline Contest. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Autoline Contest. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm here on the set of Autoline Detroit with four copies of Bob Lutz's new book, Car Guys vs. Bean Counters. I'll be giving away one book each Friday in June. It's easy to win one. Just help us promote Autoline. Email your local public television station and ask them to add Autoline to their weekly schedule. Then forward that email to contest at autolinedetroit.tv and you'll be in the running for your own autographed copy of Car Guys vs. Bean Counters. For full contest details, go to bit.ly slash contest. And don't miss my interview with Bob Lutz coming up on Autoline in a couple of weeks.